what's up, everyone, and welcome back to episode three of Real Game with Crick. The boy Chin locking in. Yes, sir. Back again, bring you real game that you can use in your everyday life. Absolutely. Uh, kind of somber start. We're going to start acknowledging the deaths of uh, a few sports writers, reporters, and uh, even a coach. You know, um, last week we lost Pedro Gomez at the age of 58. And he, uh, yesterday, Marty Schottenheimer. Um, at 77, and then Yahoo Sports writer Therese Paler, who's actually from Detroit, Michigan, he uh, passed away 37 years old. So we've uh, mm. losing a lot of people in, uh, since, you know, in the past year, it seems like the, since the pandemic started, it seemed like deaths have, um, not saying these deaths are related to that, but just as a, as a whole, it's just like there have been so many more. We've been losing a lot of people um, lately. So, you know, just take care of yourself, people, you know, do do right, exercise, eat, eat, eat eat healthy you know we don't want to lose anyone else this has been a really really sad time yeah absolutely crit you you hit it right on the head man you know it's it sucks to you know have to start out the the show this way but you know we definitely wanted to pay our respects to um you know our our uh not necessarily our colleagues but you know our counterparts you know yeah. fellow journalists and things of that nature and um those you know that you mentioned uh they were both very, you know all three of them were very uh illustrious in their careers and um you know they were they were solid you know they were the epitome of you know hard work allows you to be on certain platforms like espn with uh pedro you know being a a very well-known uh baseball reporter for probably over 20 years then you got marty you know scottenheimer obviously he coached for the chiefs um the san diego chiefs at the time and then uh, obviously the Kansas City, I'm sorry, the, the Kansas City Chiefs and then the San Diego Chargers. Yeah. Sorry about that. Um, and then, you know, Yahoo Sports, like that's a big platform as well. So, you know, it, it, it is brutal that these, you know, guys, uh, you know, lost their lives um, due to illnesses and some unexpected issues that we aren't aware of. But, you know, definitely wanted to say shout out to them and, uh pray that their souls are at peace and uh, prayers to their families as well. But um, yeah, man, let's, let's roll into this baby episode three. Man, time goes by fast. It does, man. How you feeling today? I'm feeling good, man. I stepped outside today. You know what I'm saying? It, it was, it was sunny. It's the hot Atlanta. I know. Even, man, if, it's, even if it's in February. Feels good on this it was Wednesday afternoon. It feels great outside, man. It's in the sixties. I went outside this morning, man. Demetrius called me. It was a good day, so I stepped out on the patio. <laughs> stepped out. And I was out there with shorts and t-shirts, feeling good. So yeah, that's the sure. blessing of living in the south, man. You know, I, I love Detroit, but I couldn't do that up there. Well, I'd be freezing walking outside with shorts and t-shirts out right now. I'm telling you, bro. I'm telling you, my family up in uh, Brooklyn, man. They, you know, Brooklyn, New York, right now, and just New York in general is is uh, dealing with a lot of snow. Um, past couple of weeks, so. Man, what I'm thankful to be out here down south getting to it. <laughs> yes, sir. Let's get to it. All right. So last week we had the Super Bowl and uh, what turned out to be an extremely uneventful game uh, between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Bucks. The Bucks jumped on the Chiefs early and never looked back, um, winning the game, obviously, 31 to 9. Kansas City didn't score an offensive touchdown in the game, three field goals by the Chiefs. The best offense in the league couldn't muster any points. Mahomes was all just two starting tackles, and you could tell because the the Bucks 
feasted. And that's what we said, right? We said that if they had any chance, it was going to be because that their pass was going to apply pressure. We said there was a stat that Mahomes just, just he ran for over 475 yards scrambling, just trying to get away. Just, you know, that's a lot. He even threw for that yard. So, tough game by him. Tom Brady, as we know, gets his seventh championship ring. Counted one, two, three, four, five, six, and seven. Seven. Uh, he was in my bank account. <laughs> <laughs> he has uh, 21 of 29 passing, 209 yards, three touchdowns. He connected with his boy Gronk which for twice for two touchdowns, six, six catches, 67 yards for Gronk. Man, wow. Huge, huge day for that guy. Uh, I mean, yo, then, I tell you what, whoever betted on him scoring even one or more touchdowns in that game in Vegas or wherever. Oh man, they cashed in big. Yeah, no, it was it was it was a prop, you know, uh, that Gronk was for a touchdown. I figured he would, man. They have a good connect. When the Super Bowl comes around, they have a good connection. So they really do. So so why not? And then obviously defensively, I mean, it goes without saying, Devin White, Devontae David, probably one of the best linebacking cores in the league. Those two yeah. are athletic, quick, and strong. And then we saw the secondary who got torched the first time by Tyreek Hill. They they shut him down this time. So. All around effort from uh, you know, the Bucks, Dimitri. Ty Ty Bowles, man. That, yeah. that hey man, that brother right there. Mm-hmm. I gotta put emphasis on brother, you know, it's Black History Month and all of that. So that that brother right there, man, and all the brothers, all those coordinators, but him in particular, you know, to be able to 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 put a defensive game plan together so so uh efficiently. Uh, to where you prevent probably the number one offense in the league, you know, um, yeah. Kansas City from from scoring a touchdown, man. I mean, no one no one saw that coming. I damn sure didn't see that coming, bro. No, I didn't. No, I didn't see that coming at all. Like, that's that's crazy. Nine points. That was that was ridiculous. But hey, man, you know when when you have good players and you, you know you trust you trust yourself and. Believe in yourself, hey, anything happened. And we see that Ty Bowles put that game plan together and he executed. Shut down Andy Reid and, and EB on the other side. So, you know, shout yep. out to Tampa on, on, on a great, great, great game plan. And as you mentioned, they had a black coordinator and division coordinator in Ty Bowles. But let's not forget about offensive coordinator, former NFL quarterback Byron Leftwich, who yeah. has done a very, very good – even last year he did a very good job with Tampa's uh, offense. He did with Byron, James. Yeah, and James back back quarterback. Absolutely. Yeah. And now he got a ring. That's dope. Yeah. yeah. They have pretty much all black assistants. They have female assistants. Uh, Keith, Keith Armstrong is their uh, special teams coordinator, man. So Bruce, Bruce Arians knows something. He knows uh, something. I, I salute him on so many levels, man. And you got some crazy folks out here that'll be like, oh, man, you know, you, the white man got the black, got the black folks. Uh, <laughs> got the black folks doing all the work and he just be the better. But, you know, you know, uh, uh, decent people like yourself and myself, you know, yeah. we don't look at it that way, right? We're looking at it as, you know, Andy Reid is so solid on many levels because yeah. he's not only giving minorities an opportunity, but, you know, women, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And that's, man, I love that. I love that. Yeah, so shout out to uh, Bruce Arians down there with the Bucks. All right. Oh, well, we just talked about that. Um Black coordinator, so maybe maybe more teams will follow the trend. I know the Lions have been doing a little better with that too, so they they have a lot on their yeah. staff. So we'll see. You know, maybe 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 more teams will realize that you know 
maybe you know that it's, if it's a guy's qualified and he's a, he's a person of color, or if he's you know if it's if he's a lady, they're qualified, they should get a shot to you know coach, they should get a shot at things. Absolutely, I mean it's the new wave. You know what I mean? It's like if 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 you see that the game is trending in one direction, mm-hmm. it's only right to kind of go along with that, right? If if it if it's ethical, if, if it makes sense, you know, obviously you have some bad trends in the league where uh, let's just be honest, everybody knows it. Organizations, uh, the league itself was preventing Kaepernick from getting back in the league. That was a trend that everybody was on. And obviously that was a trend that wasn't just, it was, okay. it was unjust, you know, it was unfair, but this is a wave and this is a trend that I could get down with. I mean, we, do, we are just so accustomed to seeing one specific race and one gender in the league, right? Yeah. yeah. So to see it get switched up a little bit, I mean, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. It's, 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 it's pretty dope. So it's, it's definitely exciting to see. Yeah, agreed 100%. Already, uh, there was the Hall of Fame inductees last week. Yeah. Big, yeah. big day, right? You know, that's always a great thing to um, – Get that to the Hall of Fame. There were several first ballot Hall of Famers. So there was Peyton Manning, first ballot Hall of Famer, Charles Woodson, and Calvin Johnson, which is a surprise for me. Um, it was. And we'll talk about that in a sec. The rest of the class, Drew Pearson, Alan Franca, and John Lynch, who is the GM of the 49ers right now. He was inducted as well with Bill Nunn and Tom Flores. So obviously, we, we know that. Peyton Manning and Charles Woodson were locked. Those were those go those those go without saying. Without saying, there was a question of whether Calvin Johnson would get in. Many people believe he would, but not first ballot. But he was the first ballot Hall of Famer, and uh, I'm actually really happy for him. Obviously, as a Detroit Lions fan, but like he's one of my favorite players ever because he played for my team. But he was just so good. You know, he was like without question when he was on the field. He was, nobody was no one was better than him. Like we. Had never really seen a receiver do what he did. 6'5, 240, that runs like a 4'3, but I mean, he was just motor in the field, you know. Of course. Um, he actually set the single season where you are receiving one time in like 2012. So, I mean, just a dominant guy. So, I'm happy for him. I know I was surprised to see him get first ballot. I thought he deserved it. I was surprised. What, what do you think? I mean, his numbers are there. Right. His numbers are there. His, I mean, he made crazy highlights to where you wanted to watch this guy. I was not a Lions fan. Obviously, I'm a Giants fan. You can see that. But I was bummed out, man, when he uh, left the left the game at, you know, uh, not an early stage, but we definitely knew he had, you know, at least five more years, 10 more years in the tank to to be a, a look at Larry Fitzgerald. Right. right. And, and, and Calvin was way more dominant than uh, Larry was. So I don't know, man. I wish he would have forced the trade out of Detroit somehow. I know you probably are, are in agreement with that because of how the franchise just did him in yeah. terms of not set him, setting him up for success. But I'm so happy that the league, the league rewarded him for being loyal to that organization mm-hmm. and for putting it all on the line. Mm-hmm. And they rewarded him with a first ballot Hall of Fame uh, induction. And he deserved it. I mean, there's no debate about it. There's no debate about it, right? He's still in the conversation today of who's the top five, ten wide receivers all time in the NFL. Without a doubt. Like, Without a doubt. Does a receiver now that you could say is like as dominant as he was? Like, 
even in the passing league now, just the way it is, I don't, I don't know if you could say it's as dominant as, as he was. You know, he had 83 touchdowns in his career, 11,000, over 11,000 yards. He was a three-time All-Pro. Like, that's – three. The All-Pro is a big deal. Three-time All-Pro is ridiculous. Like, And he did it with a quarterback that's probably not going to go into the Hall of Fame, Matthew Stafford. He may – see, this This is the thing, though. Stafford will be getting in the Hall of Fame because he's going to play long enough to get the numbers. Calvin was in the Hall of Fame because he – and he didn't play. He didn't have the years in Stafford, obviously. But the numbers he put up in his time, and his dominance in his time, is what what got him in. So Stafford make it in, but I mean that's a different story. But regardless, I mean they they kind of helped that hurt each other, you know. Yeah. Stafford relied on Calvin a lot. He did. Calvin made a lot of plays because you know I mean who's talking? He's he's he's, 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 <laughs> he's catching over two people, three people. Anytime Stafford just throwing it up there, knowing he'll come down with it. Like that's how good he was. Every time you know, so, he comes down with it, bro. Every time. And that's a crutch when you, you know what I'm saying, when you're when you quarterback. It makes it maybe not a good thing, but you don't, I mean, you got a weapon like that, you're going to use it, right? Absolutely. You have to utilize it because uh, if, if, if no one could stop it, why why go away from it, right? And and that's the thing. It's, it's the same thing that, you know, the Falcons try to do with Julio, but the durability isn't, that, isn't there with Julio. And granted, you know, Calvin Johnson had his fair share of injuries, right? Yeah, everyone does. Yeah, but he was he was solid though, man. I mean, he was he, he played was, more uh, snaps than Julio does. I'll tell you that he ain't on the sideline on third down, not and, you know, not a game. Yeah, exactly. It, it, or or even this right after he makes a big catch, he make it hit hard or fall down on the turf pretty hard. He don't go to the sideline like Julio. Mm-hmm. And, and no knock on Julio because he's no. going to be in the Hall of Fame as well, probably first ballot as well. Right. But we're just comparing, you know, a a, a current Hall of Famer to the rest of the the guys in the field yeah. and you know we're, we're we just want to give calvin his flowers while he's still here and uh you know hopefully this this uh this show will find calvin that would be amazing wouldn't it, it call up your, call your people in detroit baby i mean <laughs> see what i can do <laughs> he's good and he's good and good i'm back on good terms on the line so let me see what i can do um, <laughs> hit him up Kurt. <laughs> All right, there was a you, you posted an interesting question though. Do I think that Elon Manning or Matt Ryan will be first ballot Hall of Famers? And that answer is no. Uh, uh, no, neither one of them will be first ballot Hall of Famers. Uh, only thing you can say about Eli is that he got two rings, but it's questionable how he even got the rings. I know it's a squad, but I mean, you know, that defense carried him, bro. Now, I'll say this, right? Tell me if I'm wrong on this one. They say what? Offense wins games, defense wins championships. Right. So for you guys to say that defense won him those two rings, okay, that may, it may be some truth to that because ultimately Tampa Bay just did the same thing for Brady. It was the defense that won that game essentially. They didn't. It was, no, I'm not. It definitely was the defense. I mean, you missed two tackles. Yeah, of course. Exactly. So with that being the case, Eli did what he had to do to get his team to the Super Bowl. His defense understood that they had to develop, you know, that the Spagnolia understood that he had to have a defensive game plan intact to make sure that Brady didn't run wild on the, on the, on, you know, on the Giants defense. So, yeah, the defense definitely had to play well in order for them to win the championship, uh, those two rings. However, when the defense was making the plays in both the, the, the uh, Super Bowls that Eli won MVP of, Eli made the plays necessary to actually score 
and, you know, give the team, you know, a, a lead going into the fourth quarter, especially in that last Super Bowl. So it's just, you know, I could see both sides of it. I could see how he wouldn't be a first ballot, but I can also see where he, he will be a first ballot. And and this goes without saying, since his brother went in for first ballot, they definitely aren't going to stunt on Eli and say, oh, no, nah, he can't get in first first ballot because but are they looked at the same light, though. Is are Peyton and Eli view like at the same or is Peyton up here and Eli down here? Well, it, it, it depends on what you on, on what you're on what you're judging, because some would say Eli is more clutch in those big games than Peyton were or, or, or you know, Peyton was. Yeah, so I, it, I don't want so, to take you know, away from Eli. Kind of... he, he made it, but come on now. We know that David Tyree catch may be the luckiest thing we've ever seen in, in, in the Super Bowl. That was like and I mean, so was and so was Edelman's catch against the Falcons. I'm not I'm not denying it. I'm not denying that it was. But so but that's what I'm but, saying. But, so but, but Brady's like Brady without a doubt is a is a first battle Hall of Famer, right? No doubt. Absolutely. But he's his career, he done it, like he done like Obviously, you need luck to win, right? If you and you, you know what I'm saying, in this situation, sometimes you're gonna need some luck because Brady damn sure got lucky with two tackles being out last week. Absolutely. <laughs> like you gonna get you gonna have some luck, right? But Brady over his career that had, you know, seven of these things and he didn't done it by himself and he's had help. It's gonna help. You're gonna need help. It's not like that. I just think that like if you look at Eli's career, right? Mm-hmm. Outside of his career. Is it that great, or is it just the Super Bowls? Like, let's say, take away the Super Bowls. Could Eli get in to all the thing without the Super Bowls? Absolutely not. Okay. And 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 that's the thing. The reason why I'm saying he's a first ballot Hall of Famer is because he did enough in those two Super Bowls to where he was named MVP and he got the job done. And and that's essentially what is is really going to get you into the uh, Hall of Fame, right? Especially as a quarterback. So. He he had you have to look at it from this perspective. He has more things going for him to get in as a first ballot Hall of Famer as opposed to things that would prevent him from getting in as a first ballot Hall of Famer. Not only was he a quarterback in those two, you know, Super Bowls, but he was the MVP. He made the throws necessary. He got some luck. You know, his receivers helped him out. Mario Manningham and David Tyree. But you can't dispute the fact that he he's played at a high level long enough and he has those two Super Bowls to go along with the MVPs to where it's like okay it's really hard as much as they're not going to want to they're going to have to along with the fact that he's a Manny so you got like three four things that's helping him get in as a first ballot Hall of Famer as opposed to the what maybe one or two things you know that's that's going to prevent him from not getting in as a first ballot so that's that's where I stand with that. I mean, if you look at his numbers, he's sixty percent completion percentage for his career, fifty-seven thousand yards, thirty three hundred sixty-six touchdowns, two hundred and forty-four interceptions. So solid numbers. I I, mm, I, don't, I don't think he's first ballot Hall of Famer, but because he I didn't do it in a, he didn't do it as pretty as his I just brother. don't, I just don't <laughs> feel like his career. Like he got two Super Bowls, but I just don't know if his career numbers or his career accolades. Equates to that. Now I try to take that away from him. He's a solid quarterback in the NFL. But his brother had MVP seasons. His brother had all pro seasons. So even if his brother didn't get the Super Bowl, his brother could have more achievements to get in. Now he got the Super Bowl, the one with the Broncos. Mm-hmm. We know he ain't do nothing now. But he got one yeah. with the Colts. But regardless, 
I just think that his brother has more when it comes his brother has a better case than him. And that's why I his think, brother was a first ballot. And I don't know if Eli has done enough outside of the Super Bowl to just deserve to be in a Hall of Famer. A first ballot I, Hall of Famer, I should say. Right, 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 right. Absolutely. And I and I can agree with that. Cause like I said, he didn't he didn't do it as pretty as Peyton did, and he he damn sure didn't do it as pretty as Tom, right? No. And and and, and uh, so, but here's the thing: is Ben Roethlisberger a first ballot Hall of Famer? Mm. It's Drew Brees. I mean, Drew Brees deserves to now. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, no, no, deserves no, no, he deserves. He deserves it. So, so actually, let me not even compare those two because Drew Brees is damn near number one in each you know category when and when it comes to uh, quarterback statistics. Yeah. But if Ben Roethlisberger is getting in there as a first ballot Hall of Famer, well, let's look at big. Let's look at Big Ben's numbers. Let's look. Because I definitely think Eli, over the course of his career, has had a bigger impact on his team as opposed to Ben. Because you got to understand, Ben Roethlisberger, every every all of his his entire career in Pittsburgh, he's had number one receivers. Eli didn't when we won the Super Bowl. We had Plastico Birds that was coming off, you know, from, from Pittsburgh. And, you know, he, he was, I guess, a number one. But he wasn't necessarily a real number one. Mm-hmm. Then you, you go to the other Super Bowl, you got Mario Manningham. You got a Hakeem Nicks. You got, what, Victor Cruz. Those guys weren't number ones. So you got to understand, Eli was doing it with those type of – those caliber of players at wide receiver. And Ben Roethlisberger has, what, Heinz Ward. Santo- well, San Antonio Holmes obviously wasn't the number one, even though they try to utilize him as such. But, you know, you got Anto- the Antonio Browns, the Juju Smith-Schusters, the now you got Chase Claypool as a solid receiver that's helping Roethlisberger's uh, numbers. So it's like, you know, it's hard, man. It's re- it really is hard to, to kind of debate on that. It is. Now, we look at, let's look at Roethlisberger. He's still playing, but he's probably – he's about done his career. Yeah, he's watching now. He's like, uh, but – he has 64% completion percentage. He has 60,000 yards. He's at 396 touchdowns and 201 interceptions. So his numbers are better than Eli's. And he has two Super Bowls. So I wouldn't, I don't know about, I think at this point, if Big Ben gets in, it's because of his name and his reputation that people have, have, have made for him. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he deserved to be, to be a, uh, a first ballot Hall of Famer, but I mean, when you look at it, I mean, the Steelers have always been competitive throughout his career. They haven't had any losing seasons, you know. Now, is that credit to him, or like I said, his support? I mean, I think it goes. I think it goes both ways. I think because you think about it, like all the receivers they've gotten in later rounds. So, like they haven't really spent a first round pick on a receiver. Like a lot of the guys that they've had like later on in his career, like Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster, all these guys, like they've been later round picks. So part of that comes in the bins. His ability as a quarterback and their ability to find talent and develop talent too. So he's had number one options, but at the same time, it's because uh, later it's after like the highest award in San Antonio Holmes has been because they've been able to find guys throughout the draft. I, I agree. I agree. And like I said, I don't necessarily think Eli, I don't think he necessarily just deserves to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. But the question of if he is going to be, I'm going to go ahead and say yes, because he has enough stats. He has enough accolades. And he's done it for such a long time. He hasn't missed many games. He didn't miss many games. And, you know, he 
he did it for a very long time, even though, you know, he had a very significant decline, you know, in his latter years. But, you know, I, I think I think he'll get in first ballot. But we you know, that's a that's a topic you could debate on all day. And as far as Matt Ryan. Whew, he don't got no ring, man. If he would if he would have won that ring, he definitely would have been first ballot. But he don't he doesn't have a ring. So yeah, guess what? You got to wait till next time. Pal. Yeah. Second go around, right? Second go around. <laughs> All right, let's get to the NBA, the Association, National Basketball Association. Um, not a lot going on, you know, just, just a normal, normal week in NBA, but we had a trade. You know, Derek Rose was on the Detroit Pistons, was traded to the Knicks for Dennis Smith Jr. and the second round pick. Uh, I don't mind the trade. I think the problem here is that the Pistons waited way too long to trade him, right? Had they traded him at last year's deadline, which is what I thought they were going to do, what they should have done, they would have gotten the first round pick because you still had you still had that season and you had this season too. And he was playing really well last season, right? He, he still had a pretty good year. And now he's you know been injured and not played. His numbers haven't been the same this year. So maybe he'll be rejuvenated with the Knicks, but Pistons, you know, classic Pistons waited around and didn't uh trade him. So that's what they get. But he did Dennis Smith Jr. in exchange. This player. I, I mean, he's it's an audition to see if they can find. I mean, they had a couple of reclamation projects. They got Josh Jackson playing pretty, pretty well right now. So and they had Christian Wood last year. So maybe the Pistons can find something Dennis Smith Jr. turn screw on. If not, that's whatever, you know. So I mean, if you Troy Weaver, nothing you can really do. Just yeah. Moving. But from Nick's perspective, you know, what do you think about getting D Rose? No, I feel you, man. I, I mean, I definitely agree with you. I think that uh, if you guys, you know, would have made that move last year, you probably would have got something a little healthier. I don't know about – I don't know, man. I don't think D. Rose is worth a first round anymore, whether last year or two years ago. If you, I think if you would have traded him at the right time, you could have gotten – from a contender, you definitely could have got a first-round pick. If you trade him – Late late first round, like 25, uh, something like that. Yeah, not like a high first-round pick, but late, late first-round pick. Maybe a Lakers pick or something like that or whoever needed a point guard at the time. Right, right. That is that is a that's that's true. Um, however, I, I'll say this, right? I didn't even I didn't want to get rid of uh, Derrick Rose when we had got him the the first time. What about what three years ago or so? Mm-hmm. I didn't want to I didn't want to get rid of him then because he was balling. I mean, he he brought excitement to New York, and he was doing his thing, you know. And I I really thought he was a complimentary piece. Getting rid of him, I actually was really sad. I was like, dang. Like we get we getting D Rose away. So, but it's a it's a win-win for you guys. I mean, Derrick Rose was gonna help you guys win a championship or even get in the playoffs for that matter. And then you got a young prospect and and not a prospect, I guess, but a, you know, a, a young guard and Dennis Smith Jr. that if he can stay healthy and he can develop some confidence, which I think he will, because he'll get more playing time and that's gonna allow him to you know, develop the confidence. And then he's down where in the G League, right? Right now? Uh, he, No, he actually, he actually beat the team. He was with the G League. He did with the real team, but he was with the team. So he wasn't okay. playing yesterday. He should be to be clear to play sometimes. Okay, that's awesome, man. So so that's good. So, you know, he can get right into it. But um, I, I honestly think that Dennis Smith Jr. is only going to reach his potential if he develops a – all around jump shot. So that means from beyond the arc and mid range. Mm-hmm. Right now, he's just considered a slasher, you know, just get to the rack and, you know, lay it up or, or throw it down on your head. But in today's NBA, you got to understand that these these younger guys and, and, and even these vets nowadays, like 
they're they're understanding the tendencies of a player. So obviously, if you don't have any type of jump shot, you're not going to do anything, which is why Alonzo Ball developed a, a pretty decent three ball, uh, three ball this year. You know what I mean? So in order for DSJ to, to splash, he's going to have to, um, you know, develop a jump shot for sure. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And uh, he definitely needs a jump shot. You know, it, it means a new start. Sometimes a guy just needs to change the scenery. This is third team now. So I think, you know, some of the problem maybe is attitude. You know, so maybe needs, maybe this is, is the, the reality check he needs to say, you know, like, I'm almost out the league, you know. And once I'm out the league, then I don't care about me no more. So I need maybe we can get together. So maybe this is the wake up call he needs to, uh, you know, try to get things together. Who knows? Hopefully yeah. he, he, he kind of improves and, and realizes that, all right, you know, I'm not getting any more chances like this. So I need to take advantage of it. If not, you know, you've got the league, man. And it's sad, but it's just, it's what it is. Yeah, definitely. And, and that's the thing. I think that, uh, I think with him being able to get a lot of minutes in Detroit, it's either going to hurt him or help him. You know, yeah. it'll it'll help him to where maybe a contender will want to, you know, snag him um, and give him an opportunity to, you know, possibly win a championship. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, it can hurt him and, and and allow the league to see that he's really not who we thought he was going to be coming out of NC State. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't honestly, I don't know what we thought he was going to be coming out of NC State. I honestly thought he was just going to be a highlight reel that could possibly, you know, hover around the 20-point uh, per game mm-hmm. range. Mm-hmm. But I never thought he was going to just be a flat-out, like, a superstar. Yeah, I, I didn't either. I thought he would be a good point guard for the Knicks. I'm not for the Knicks, but the Mavericks, you know, with, with Nick, what they were trying to build there. And obviously, they got Luka the year after, and that was the right decision, right? But um, a superstar, no. But I thought he could be, you know, a good NBA player. Uh, but clearly, so far, it hasn't worked out. Maybe, maybe exactly. he'll, you know, get a second chance and he'll get there too. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see, man. But I definitely wish him all the best of luck, man. You know, I like I said, I we come on this show and we give our critiques and and our opinions on on things. But I never want any athlete to think that you know I'm throwing shade or you're throwing shade. You know, no, we not. It's no, no. It, it's just it's just real game, real talk. Like yeah. we're just you know try to be as honest. Exactly. We're just being honest. But, you know, I definitely wish DSJ, Dennis Smith Jr., all the best, man. And hopefully, you know, uh, he could get rejuvenated, man. Yeah, agreed. All right. So the NBA decided that with the genius plan of going on with the All-Star game, with everything going on, right? They're going to uh, have an All-Star game here in Atlanta. It'll be next month in March during the All-Star break. Originally, it's going to be a break. So I, I'm guessing from what I've been reading, it's going to be a one-day thing where they're going to do everything one night. Not a good idea, but they want to roll with it. So whatever the players have have uh, not been too receptive of it. Heard LeBron's comments saying that you know, I mean, I have no energy for it. We don't want to do it. Giannis kind of doubled down on that as well. And even Dame Lillard has some comments about you know, pretty much saying, I mean, if I'm there, I'm there. But I'm not. It's whatever. You know, I don't care. With yeah. the other is what I kind of took from it. So. I don't think it's a good idea, I personally, and we kind of touched on it before, but seeing the players kind of react to it, I'm I'm surprised the league still wants to go or they didn't check the pulse of their, the players before they decide to go on with it. Yeah, it's it's you know, you know the uh the most <laughs> Christian man, it's it's amazing to me that you know these uh organizations like the NBA, right, is so 
blind to the fact that we're trying to make steps forward, man. We're trying to take steps forward. Having an event like this is not it. And especially in Atlanta. Why, at least have it in a state where, you know, there's low cases and things are still on lock or something. But they want to bring it to Atlanta. You know why? Because this was their plan all along. From from when they got to the round table and was discussing all-star uh, locations back in 2018, probably. They knew that Atlanta, you know, was probably going to be that destination in 2021. And they, they wanted to probably stick with that. Or they saw that Atlanta was pretty open and, you know, they were still allowing things to go down. And they thought, okay, let's just move it there. Either way, it's not a great, it's not a smart yeah. idea at all, man. At all. And the players, I mean, they won't get to go to the parties and do, you know, do everything else, but there's they're gonna be parties and people are gonna throw parties and travel all over to come and just be in Atlanta. Like that's not good for you know, slowing the spreader and stuff because they're gonna come and bring it here and get it if they're taking back whatever. I'm like, this is not a good, a good situation. And exactly. hearing the players' comments, I don't know why the league is just so tone deaf. It's like they didn't check the pulse at all to see if you know the players didn't send this. So they're gonna be there, just not gonna be there mentally. They're gonna be there physically, go through it and suck it, and you know, you know, be a piss boy, everybody needs to be whatever, you know. So uh mm, I'll I'm, say this. I'll, I'll say this, right? I understand from some players' perspectives as to why they would want to engage in an all-star game, such as a guy like Julius Randle, who's playing really well for the Knicks and has never had an opportunity to even get close to being in an all-star game. So he's looking at it like there's probably an incentive involved. And on top of that, you know, I get an opportunity to put that on my resume. Like I've been an all-star. So when it comes time to get that bag again, you know, I'm an all-star power forward, small, uh, I'm sorry, not small forward, but power forward. So mm -hmm. give me my money. But I, I just don't think it's a it's a smart idea at all. And I mean, that just goes without saying. I think most of us can agree on that. And, you know, it, it doesn't even make sense that we're even discussing this on the show because it's like it shouldn't even be a topic. It shouldn't even be a topic, man. It really shouldn't. But yeah. unfortunately. It is, right? And you mentioned a guy uh... – Working to get to an all-star game. How about Jimmy Grant, who's having a career year right now? Man. 24 points a game, 45% from the field, and 39 from three. You know, and 89 from the free throw line. He took a chance on himself going to the Pistons. He wanted more of an opportunity in offense. And look at him. He's made the best of it, right? Dude. Uh, in a year that is kind of suspect, I guess I'll say, he's not going to get a chance to go to the all-star game. And it's tough. Well, maybe he's elected. It's not real. You know, not the same. So it sucks for him, but I've got like that. I don't have any year like this. You know, I want to be an all-star. But at the same time, how, how, what's the extent that we want to go to this, you know? Exactly. I get you. I definitely understand. And, you know, I'm, I'm trying to put myself in their shoes. Honestly, I think I would do it. I, like, if I, you know, never got acknowledged as a top-tier player, I, you know, my stats weren't where I wanted them to be. And I'm finally there. Like, my game is finally getting there to where I'm actually a consideration to be an all-star. I'm, I'm pushing the NBA. Let's do this. Let's do this. Because I want to I want to have the opportunity to play against, you know, and with the best in the league. Mm -hmm. The only thing, that, like I said, the main thing I don't agree with is that, like, fans and stuff are going to still be involved in activities. Things are there, like that. Are there a lot of fans there? 
I, I think so. If I'm not mistaken, I think so. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But I thought that was the big issue was that, <clears throat> you know, they were trying to make this all-star event somewhat like it has been in the past to where, you know, fans can still get the experience, if I'm not mistaken. But at the end of the day, you know, that that right there is is the biggest mistake. But you know what's crazy about this too, if you look at it, um last February, right? This is the same weekend the All-Star weekend only happens and everything was fine, right? Everyone's in Chicago enjoying partying it up. Yeah. Not knowing, not caring about the coronavirus. Now an entire year later, we're talking about a whole different situation. Exactly. Exactly. So it, it's mind boggling for sure. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, let's take a swing to the MLB real quick. Um, the league, it seems like the players and the owners, and they can never agree on anything. They were bickering last year. Man, this collective bargain agreement is ending soon, and uh, it's going to be ugly. And nobody really cares about baseball anymore, so they're going to kill they, – they're killing the game. You know, they don't realize it, but they're killing the game. Anyway. Um, and, and I'm going to tell you why, because it's – at the top, is so one-sided. It's only one race, pretty much. It's only one, like, point of view when it comes to those that are, you know, calling the shots. You don't see minorities involved in those decisions that are being made in MLB like that. Yeah. So you have just a one-sided opinion on how things should operate, you yeah. know, as yeah. opposed to the NFL, you know, you have some, some, uh, some black GMs and you know, even though it's very few, but, you know, you have a couple and then you also have some, uh, you know, the NFLPA is yeah. is full of um, African-Americans and, and others, you know, right. it's, it's, yeah. it's diverse. So right. with more diversity comes more ideas that can invigorate a freaking sport that's dying. But of course, they're all, you know, um, opinionated they all are stuck in their ways mm-hmm. or not really opinionated but they're just really stuck in their ways and, no, and, and I can't wait until the world shows them like look either you guys get with the program or, or, or just get lost they've like, already I, shown them they've already shown them like the average person don't care about baseball or don't even know yeah. so they want to keep arguing and they're going to tell you they're going to have that they're going to have a lockout it's going to be bad no like I don't think they understand that people don't care. So they argue for no reason. And they like they they already alienated the fans that they have. So it's just it's not good. But I bring that up to say they have their they, you know, kind of agreed on some rules for this season. They're gonna have um like last year, seven game double headers. Seven mm-hmm. I'm seven, seven, seven game innings. double headers. Yeah, sorry mm-hmm. about that. They have those, um, which okay. And then they're gonna have um they're gonna keep the rule where in the 10th inning, a runner starts on second base, which kind of helps to shorten the extra inning. But no universal DH is kind of disappointing because who the hell wants to see pitchers hit like, but whatever. Yeah, so that's, that, was, that was a little disappointing, but all in all, you know, they're gearing up for another season. It looked like it'll start at the beginning of April. Um, it'll be, I think, around 100, 162 games or 140, 150. Right? There was, it was, it'll be between that number. So it's the first week they're going to start soon. I mean, but the thing is, like, they even had the president reach out and say, you know, push it back and get you guys vaccinated. Already. They said no. It is one way. So now we're going to get out of the issues. It, it, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're going to kill themselves. They, they don't know. They're going to kill themselves. Stuck in their ways, man. It's amazing. I mean, it really is. It really is. But 
who cares? I don't necessarily. Um, <laughs> you know, we only watch baseball because there's nothing else on TV. Don't get me wrong. I, I really do enjoy seeing my Yankees, you know, be competitive and continue to, you know, do their thing. Yeah. But, you know, I, I don't have a, a desire or a real itch to watch the game. So, not many people do, bro. And be honest with you, not many people do. Yeah, so that that's that's pointless. But I guess you know, uh, Atlanta Braves fans are probably excited, you know, with uh, re-signing Ozuna. So that's another you know topic of discussion here in Atlanta. Um, what do you think about that? I, I mean, I'm not really like, I mean, Ozuna. Okay, like he's Ozuna. Like he's not some superstar. He's not, but he had a really good year last year in the Kobe house. He, you know, they everyone is signed, they signed him in replacement of uh, Josh Donaldson, who had a really good year. They, yeah. They, you know, 2019. So they brought in Ozuna to, to fill the gap, and he did. He did fill the gap. You know, they, and they got him back on the team for the deal. You know, he could make up to $80 million if he gets the five, fifth year extension. So definitely team for the deal, man. Like, they get a little robbery, man. These these owners, these players. I, I'm, I don't want to go into details about it, but they're getting a little robbery. Let's leave it like that. And the Braves specifically, because three of the best players don't get paid very much at all. But um, I'll, I'll say this. I and really quickly, I don't think he's gonna have the same spark or uh, same positive impact on the team this year and going forward as he did last year. You know how it is when a new player comes in. They want to you know do their thing. They want to show the fan base like, yeah, I'm him. You know, they want to they want to show off and, you know, it's it's just natural sometimes for a new player to come into an organization and take it kind of to the next level. But yeah, it usually just takes like a good year for the league to adapt to a player being in a new environment to where, you know, the game plan is a little different and uh, just things of that nature. So I, I don't really and I'm not hating on Bracefinger. I know some people are going to just say, man. You're a New Yorker. You're, you're hating, and yeah, I got some guys on Twitter that love to say that, and I and I just don't understand. But yeah. I'm just here to keep it real, and that's what it is. Yeah, no, and uh, you know, hopefully he uh, he comes back and has a positive impact. You know, that he did last year, but you know, there's no way of really knowing, right? And and everything was different last year with COVID, so who knows how he will, you know, react, respond with uh, things being normal, with someone normal again. But best luck to the Braves if they go back on a quest for uh, another championship. Well, not another. They go on a quest for a championship. They got to the conference, the uh, ALC, the NLCS last year, and they got through one lead and then blew it. So <laughs> hopefully they don't do that again this year. But we'll see. Blew it. They maybe get Soroka back. Max Free and Ian Anderson proved to be really good. Pitchers from last year, so let's see if they can kind of come back with that again, and what Soroka does after the comeback of injury. So, yeah, yeah, we'll see. Um, like I said, I you know I hope the Braves do well. It's always fun to see the the team of the the city of which you live in do well, right? So if I'm I'm living here in Atlanta, who you know why not? I want to I want to see them do good. Just not when they play my team, but you know I want to see them do good. Why not? It gives us something to talk about. It gets the city buzzing. And uh, it's fun, you know. So uh, good luck to the Braves this upcoming season. But I just don't want to, um, you know, I, I just don't want the the Braves doing it, doing a number on the Yankees or anything like that. So, <laughs> you know, but um, what about what, what, what's your Tigers got going on? Um, 
Nothing. <laughs> Nothing at all. <laughs> yeah. Is uh is Miggy still there kicking it? <laughs> kicking dirt. That's what he's doing. <laughs> not looking good at all. He looks terrible out there. Uh, no, 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 no. We got a few good prospects, a few good pitching prospects. We got uh, Matt Manning and uh, Special Torkelson. Is, uh, he's one of the top prospects in baseball. Okay. And then uh, Tariq Skubal, one of the other top prospects. And Casey Mines, too, um, is our pitching top pitching prospect. So, uh, you know, we'll see how, how it turns out. We got A.J. Hinch, former manager for the the uh, cheaters or the Astros, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> the Houston cheaters. <laughs> the Houston cheaters. No, so he, no. I mean, I mean, he he was good with them. You know, he really helped them develop. So hopefully, he can kind of come here and do that same thing with Detroit and, and work with player development and, and scouting scouting players. So we'll see. You know, he, the Steelers are going to put together a good staff. So they were competitive last year for for you know a good part of the season until it fell off for two months either. But they were competitive. So right. We'll see if they can keep it up this year. Absolutely. All right, that's all on sports. I got, unless you got anything else, you can hit these a uh, couple of times real quick. No, man, I think, you know, I think that was, uh, that was pretty much what's going on in the sports world. You know, um, of course, there's always more to talk about, you know, little yeah. tidbits here and there, but we just want to make sure we give you guys the most ex- interesting, exciting topics with not with without you know being repetitive with what everybody else is kind of saying uh in the world of media uh sports media that is yeah. um but yeah man we could we could jump into you know some interesting uh <laughs> a very 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 interesting topic that the whole world has been raving about <laughs> yeah you know what man we should even give this person the time of day we gonna do this <laughs> miss gorilla glue step to the stage ma'am please Come on, really step on, Ms. Gulagoo. Bring you to court. <laughs> Got my guy. Bring you to court, Mr. Gulagoo. <laughs> All right. Now, people, if you know anything about Gorilla Glue, you know how strong it is. And you know it is used for mainly household use purposes, right? Because you want to stick something together because it's strong. Gorilla yeah. Because it's strong. Hand, look at the label. Okay. The label even tells you not to use it on your skin. Exactly. What possesses you? So then think that it's okay for you to go ahead and spray this on your hair because it's going to, quote, last longer and help your hair stick last longer. Yeah, it's, it's going to stick, all right? It's going to stick real good. Real good. What do they say? Uh, it, it, it's, up, it's, <laughs> it's up, it's stuck. It's up, it's stuck. It's Gorilla Glue, yeah. It's uh, stuck, all right? So now uh, she did man. She's like, you know, hey, everybody, look. Oh, my hair stuck down. <laughs> They they moving, yeah, because it's stuck to your scalp, goofy. Uh, so whatever. So now she's. I guess the point about it is like she. This not. I didn't even say this is a mistake. This is just not smart. It's not even at all. Whatever. She gets this and like now she has a GoFundMe with over like fifteen thousand dollars. You know, she's she tried to sue the company, but they're like, no. What are you crazy? Right, like what? <laughs> and uh, she's gonna get. I guess she's gonna get the glue removed. She's, that's like a $12,000 surgery that she getting for free. She's verified online. Like, man, was this, do you think that, like she was clout chasing or was she serious with this? Hey, they doing anything for clout. They doing, hey, Quavo knew what he was doing when he made that song. I'm not yeah, even going to yeah. lie to you, brother. He knew what he was doing. But because that's that's the prime example. And I mean, granted, we've had many prime examples of, of people doing things for clout, yeah. uh, attention, 
you know, popularity, whatever you want to label it as, but and it's it's usually our people, man. You know, and granted, I, like everybody's my people, like white people, my people, black people. You know, yeah, yeah, we, we, right but <laughs> but but it, it be our people, man. That that do these silly things, and then wonder why we're viewed as sometimes, you know. And I hate to use this word, but I, like I said, I gotta be real. Sometimes ignorant, like people look at us like we do ignorant things because of yeah, what everybody does. Though everybody, everybody does, everybody does, everybody does. Everybody does. Like that. <laughs> everybody does some dumb. I didn't trust me. I listen. I didn't see some. Stuff. Share it, man, because I, I might want to hear it. What you what you just seen recently or, or, or something that you could remember really quickly of, of somebody you know that's not of the uh melanin uh complexion doing. Yeah, you put me in the spot. Uh but but it's all right, you know. If you don't have one right now, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? Because you're right. Trust me, I've seen plenty of videos where people have done I'm not of you know our right. color or race. That was some very right. thing. So, you know. But at the same time, I don't know what sis was doing, bro. I, hey, come on now. We got come Yo, on. Like, really? like you're really doing okay. Really? okay, so so and I and man, I, I you know what, man, I really wish and she probably has everybody in their mom and dad hitting them hitting her up about trying to get an interview to see what's really going through her mind. But I I wish I could just holler at her and just be like, yo, sis. With the bank account looking like, because I know you ain't just do this for nothing. No. Couldn't have done this for nothing. No, like, what, like, what do you, what do you? And then I know she's trying to like, didn't she say something about, or there's, there was like an article or, or a couple rumors about her possibly trying to sue the company. Yeah, she was trying to sue. You have no case, man. I'm, I'm, hold on, let me, let me get, let me get the. Uh... That, that's crazy to me, man. It's crazy to me because now it's like, okay, did you do this with the attention of all along possibly trying to, you know, sue the company? Like, I don't know. Gorilla Head was tripping. Gorilla that's that's head. that's the new name for her. I'm calling her <clears throat> Gorilla Head. Gorilla Head. Gorilla Head need to need to uh she need to get her life together. <laughs> She does you need to get her life together. But I mean, Gorilla Glue pretty much said, like, no, not happening. So don't think. Bro, about it. She has no case whatsoever. And no lawyer would ever take that up, probably. No lawyer. Well, if she's going to pay for it, yeah, I would. Right, yeah. If she's going to pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know she's not going to win, but shoot, if you, if you, if you goofy enough to put down Gorilla Glue in your head, then you probably believe anything. So come on, let's believe we can win this case. At, at one point, you remember, like, when we were younger and things of that nature, right? We used to be like so scared and don't don't stick your fingers together. You got gorilla glue. Don't 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 do that because you know your fingers are stuck, Chuck. But you gonna go to the next the next level. And <laughs> yeah, man. That in your hair. Yeah, man. Hair. It, it ain't much. It ain't much. Yeah, she probably had to cut everything off. She might have to shave it bald. Like, <laughs> seriously, like go holler at your neighborhood barber and <laughs> get that tied up. Hey, hey, hey I, bro, I, I used to. Rock. Fade, <laughs> she got that forty plus a tip for that fade. 
Ah, I used to rock a ball fade. I know all about it, sis. Go ahead, get your butt. <laughs> boy, gonna be shining, boy. Oh, that's, that's beaming off that forehead, boy. Oh, oh my man. word, man! Hey, man, you know you gotta you gotta have these type of people in the world though, because it's too much going on to where you know you could you could uh, lose sight of the funny things in life. And this is yeah. I don't even feel bad for her, man. Like I don't feel bad. I, yeah, if, if, if you really that crazy, but her GoFundMe has over sixteen thousand dollars now. Her what? Her GoFundMe has over sixteen k. So hold up. People have actually donated to her scalp. 16 bands. 17 now. So so hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up. So Shorty has $17,000 in the bank account right now just from like GoFundMe. How does GoFundMe work? Because I never really used it. So the money that they send to you, you that's tax-free? Like all that's going no, I think they t- I think they take a portion of it, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Go funny, like yeah. We yeah, need. I, I think they take, they take a, bro. She has. So I'm, I'm looking at it right now. She has up to eighteen thousand four hundred and nineteen dollars. Wow, and counting, and counting. But I think I mean she's gonna get a good amount. But I do think they take a portion of it, though, if I'm not mistaken. I mean they go. What's they the got magic number? You think she? When does this go funny thing end? Like, is there an expiration date on it? Like, uh, I think yeah, just keep going, man. Like, stop it. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think well, all these people write these messages. You're a beautiful woman with or without your natural hair. Use this to learn and grow. This is your butterfly moment. You deserve every bit of help offered. No, this no. is your butter. This no. is your butterfly moment. What does this mean? So what? She's just gonna take off from here? Like this is her her moment to goddamn to to spread her wings and shit. Like what? Like what is going what? on with this, man? Exactly. That's crazy. Crazy man. That's crazy. I I it, hey man. It's beyond me. It's beyond me, brother. I genuinely feel for you. I hate that I found humor in your pain. <laughs> no, I do find humor in your pain because you're dumb enough to put damn Gorilla Glue in your hair. I don't feel bad for you. At all, man. At I don't all. feel bad for you. I don't... Like, come on now. You know better than that. What's your magic number? Where do you think she's going to top out at? She who knows, man. She may top out like 25K, man. <sighs> man, I don't know if I would be happy for her or upset. I know the road ahead is not going to be easy, but hang in there and just ignore all the negativity. I hope you find it. Like, I don't I don't understand what people... <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, where's the negativity coming from? She did this to herself. I could see, right, if she went to the hair salon and Shorty, who, who's doing her hair, or whoever's doing her hair, you know, snuck in some, some Gorilla Glue, like, dang, I ran out of product. Let me... Like, I got to stick her edges together. Let me... Oh, I got some Gorilla. Let me spray this real quick. Psst, psst. And just hit her real quick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but she knew. She knew what she was doing. She knew what she was doing. And she's yeah. getting 18 racks. 18 like racks. That. And honestly, man, like, I know I, you know, I may sound insensitive but shit. Uh, you know, man, I'm just like, unless something really damaging come out about her that's going to make me walk these words back, I doubt I will. So I don't feel no sympathy, man, because it's like, you a grown woman. You know better than that. You ain't no little kid doing this. You're a grown-ass woman. Grown. Grown. How old is she, by the way? I don't even want to look, because it's probably going to make me mad. Like, yeah, she, she's... She I'm definitely confident that... Uh, look, folks act like they grown at the age of 17, 18, so I'm sure she's older than that. So she grown. She she should know better. Point blank, period. She should know better. Um, I'm even upset. I'm not upset, but I'm just like, you know, the hell are we even talking about? Like it, it was, 
it was something that I wanted to to discuss with everybody out there because I know people probably laughing listening to this part of the show and you know like man I, I agree with y'all like yeah shorty's bugging but it this right here this is the type of bull crap I'm talking about like the world ain't never gonna get nowhere we keep doing this we it, ah, yeah stressing me I'm losing here thinking about it she losing hair by spraying gorilla glue I'm losing hair I'm losing hair just thinking about her losing hair off of gorilla glue like that's crazy to me but Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but you know, we gonna switch over to another brother. Yeah, another one. Uh, so your brother, boy, who 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 that? Your boy Ken, Nick Cannon. Yes, sir. So after last year, he made some he made some comments uh, that people didn't like uh, mm-hmm. about the Jewish community mm-hmm. and uh, things of that nature. He was let go at Viacom. You know, he was the uh, vice president at uh, Nickelodeon, so part of Viacom. He was let go, and he was not the host. He's, I mean, they let him go at the host of, of Wild and Out. Well, it comes out in a few days later that um, he's actually will be rehired as the host of Wild and Out. So, uh, you know, I mean, he, he made mistakes that people didn't like, but um, he apologized for him. And now, you know, he's trying to make right for his wrongs or, you know, people feel like he's wrong. He made right for him. And now they bring him back. And they tried to make DC Young Fly the host, but he was like, y'all don't have enough money to pay me to turn on that man. And he, he gave me a start on his career, which he did. So that's um, real. That's real. No, it is. That is. So, you know, good for Nick. He got it. He getting the show back and uh, ready to roll. I think Viacom or MTV probably realized they didn't really have much on the show outside of him. So they probably decided to bring him back. Yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, I'm sure DC would have did his thing, too. Like, I, it probably would have potentially been funnier with DC as the host. Yeah. However, when you, you know, you put in DC in that position, now he has to make sure he's really you know, taking the show to the next level because Nick did a great job. Man. And I'm not even necessarily a Nick Cannon fan, but I love his hustle. Yeah. I love he's getting to the bag, bags. He's got yeah. multiple streams of income. They tried to shut him down. And, yeah. you know, he just came back. And they realized, they probably realized, like, one, this wasn't as big of a deal because, like, it's not going to hurt your ratings. That That's for one. It's not going to hurt your ratings. Two, he didn't. And I'm not, I don't know word for word what he said, but I don't think it was that, you know, um, it w- I don't think it was that negative to where he should have lost everything that he built with Wild and Out. I mean, one mistake shouldn't cancel out this man's entire enterprise. No. So, so I'm I'm glad that he's getting the second opportunity. We fail to realize, man, that we're not perfect. We hold each no. other to such a high standard because of you know we expect excellence and we you know, don't want to be let down by certain people. But when you think about it, man, it's like, dog, like we're human, man. You could mess up tomorrow on the show or whatever, or, you know, whatever. And mm-hmm. I shouldn't just be like, yo, I'm not doing the show with Christian no more. Like, you know, you, you're not human. I mean, you're human. You're not perfect. Yeah. Human, not perfect. Right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. You know, and, you know, like I said, he's talking for some mistakes now, you know, he getting another chance. So. so, yeah, kudos to him. After talking about a... a Shorty that took a L, or shit, she probably thinks she's winning because she got 18 racks on her goddamn GoFundMe account. So, yeah. she, <laughs> you know, we were, I'm glad we we were able to shed some light on somebody take, you know, getting a real W in the community and just in the industry. Nick Cannon, salute to you, bro. For sure. All right, brother. Well, that's it for me. Unless you got anything else you want to hit. Nah, man. You know, as always, I'm going to try to, you know, make this a, uh, 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 not a tradition, but you know, just a uh, a routine, 
just um, sharing some positive stuff with people out there. Um, you know, especially since there were a lot of deaths this week in sports, it, it can have an effect on people mentally. Mm-hmm. You can start looking around and just thinking like, man, death is getting way too close to me. Mm-hmm. If any of you guys are feeling that way, man, just know that, you know, this is the time just to tap in with, you know, um, being more spiritual with, with God, you know, talking with him and just building that relationship. Because I'm telling you guys, man, the time is coming a lot sooner than we think. And I'm not just gonna, I'm not going to get all extra religious on here, but I just want people to just be aware of that, man, he's real. God is real. He's coming. And, I, and just make sure you write with them, man. Make sure you write with them, man. Stay safe, like Christian said earlier. Eat healthy. Work out as safely as possible. But, you know, I, I hope that everybody that's tuning in to this show is going to be able to make it next week to listen to the next show. Because the way people are, are, are leaving this world, man, oh, man, it's scary, man. It's not that scary, man. Without a doubt, it's scary. Um so you gotta take care of each other, man. You know, you can do everything right and still have an issue. So, you know, I can say get right, you know, call your people, check on them, tell you love them. Absolutely. Life is too short to have a fall out with somebody that you really love and care about over something small, you know. So make sure you always uh you want to be a good time with everybody, man. So as always, be safe, take care of each other. Uh, until next time. Absolutely, baby.